The panel of experts have ranked alcohol as the most harmful substance in New Zealand. That's ahead of several illegal drugs. 23 drugs were scored against 17 criteria to assess their harm within both the general population and then also separately for young people. And booze came in ahead of methamphetamine, synthetic cannabinoids and cocaine. Co-author Professor Joe Bowden is with us now. Kia ora. Kia ora. I suppose, first of all, um, how surprising did you find this finding? Uh, in some sense, it wasn't terribly surprising, but um, part of that is the, the research process itself. So um, because it's a um, it's based on a, a, Delphi, a decision-making process with a panel, um, you, can, you can really, and in some sense when you're involved in, in the workshops where you're generating this material, uh, you can see the, the, the patterns emerging from the discussion. So um, you can see it happening in real time. And talk us through this. Um, quite detailed list of criteria that you were doing the scoring on. Right. So um, the criteria were developed in in two ways. Well, one was they were derived from two previous studies um, like this that were carried out in the UK and Australia um, over uh, over the last uh, in in the last decade or so. Um, and so we actually uh, wholesale borrowed a number of their criteria, but we actually added. Um, through discussions with our expert panel, decided to add some New Zealand-specific criteria. So we actually had two criteria that were applied that um, hadn't been done in this kind of work before, and that was um, the notion of uh, intergenerational harm, um, and another is called spiritual harm. And these these are really um, really um, came out of discussions with our Maori colleagues and trying to understand the the role of um, of uh, or what happens in, in Maori culture around drugs and, and substance use generally. So um, interesting that they're being made, you know, it's being made sort of Aotearoa specific on those particular fronts. Uh, but talk me through how how alcohol ended up being sort of top of the pile. Well, it's it's one of the things that we didn't do when we we did when we undertook this process that was unlike the other international examples is we didn't want to consider um, the issue of prevalence and the reason for that was because we um, we actually lack the data in New Zealand that they have in Australia and in the UK around um, measuring how you know what drugs are people taking and what percentage of the population does this and we. Really really are not too good in here um, in Aotearoa about measuring these things regularly. Um, and so we lack those data. But what you have, I think the, the panel, you know, prevalence does enter into our minds in some sense. And I think it, the, it's part of what you see there is that all of the panel members will be pretty familiar with alcohol-related harm. And it is an area in which there, in the last 20 years, there's been a great deal of um, health research and we're learning much more about that all the time. And in fact, coincidentally, the I mean, the the the, um, the, the Heart Foundation came out today and said no, <laughs> no amount of alcohol is good for you. So it was an interesting coincidence that that happened today. So it's it's sort of about harms to the self, to the individual involved, as well as harms that kind of end up impacting on family or friends or relationships or whānau or indeed wider society. 
Exactly. So it can it consider these in both both harms to the self, but also harms to um, others around you, whether it be your family or all the way up to the to the wider society. Um, and so um, and the and these were sort sort of considered as, as as separate kinds of harms because they do accrue differently. So why was it that alcohol scored particularly highly on your study when, um, as you were saying, it's not to do with the with being most widely used. It was about some of the specific qualities that alcohol has. Well, there were identifiable harms for all 17 categories uh, of harm um, that were that that did come up in the discussions around alcohol. <clears throat> and there was no other substance for which we knew when we were able to enumerate harms for all, all literally all 17 harm categories. And so that's part of what you're seeing there is that the, the, the harm caused by it is, is, is really broad. There's social harm, there's interpersonal harm, um, there's health harm, um, and you see this throughout the, the 17 categories. And tobacco coming in fourth, um, which is obviously another pretty widely used substance. Uh, Tell me a a little bit about that one. Why was it that that it came in that particular position? Well, it's, I mean, again, there's a a certain level of relativity about the the harms. And, And I'll just give you an example. Um, so you see that in, in one of the one of the drugs covered were um, were, were were fentanyl uh, substances containing um, fentanyl or illicit fentanyl in this particular case, um, but community harm actually didn't wasn't shown, and that's and one of the that's reflective of the fact that there's very little of it in New Zealand. So it, 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 at the current time, it uh, it doesn't cause a great deal of community harm because it's not here. However, if it were suddenly to arrive in various quantities or large quantities, you would see that ranking change, for example. And that's a reason why things are ranked higher or lower, because there's there's observable, discernible harm in particular areas, and they were across all areas for alcohol, and really that's why that stands out. Interesting that the two legal drugs are the ones that are featuring so highly. Well, look, the, the, I mean, it comes down to the fact that when when drugs were originally classified for the purposes of the Misuse, Misuse of Drugs Act 1975, there was, in fact, no real scientific evidence used um, for any of the, the reckoning around uh, drugs classifications. And really, we underscore this point in the, in the manuscript saying that, you know, a number of years ago, the Law Commission came out and said the Misuse of Drugs Act is, is not fit for purpose and needs to be repealed and replaced and when we agree with that uh, because there's really no there's, there's no evidentiary basis for for the classifications within it yeah from a health perspective um, and from you know from the perspective of uh, the work that you've done here what would seem to be a logical way to move forward well, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. Um, I think probably an awful lot of people working in this space have been, you know, advocating ma- major overhauls to our um, to how we treat substances here in New Zealand. Um, the you will remember from three years ago, the cannabis referendum really was one sort of an offshoot of those kinds of efforts that had been occurring for many, many years. Um, 
and and it obviously didn't happen because of the because the political process that was the result of it. Um, but we we would all continue to advocate for for, for changes. What that would look like ultimately, um, I think we all have different visions of that. This the group of experts. Um, I also want to ask you a little bit about uh, the way that you uh, split this between um, younger people and older people as well. Mm. What was the sort of reasoning behind that and what were some of the findings? Well, two things. One was no one had ever actually attempted to do that previously with a drugs harm index. So um, had looked at the population um, of, of adults, which is typically reckoned to be people age 15 and over, um, for the purposes of doing epidemiology and these sorts of things. Um, so no one had actually attempted it before, but we recognized that young people really face a different set and kind of harms um, than older people do. So a great example of this is younger for younger people, and, and really this is, and you know, we were talking about people up to the the age of 18, um, chronic health problems associated with substance use are not going to be one of the harms that you observe in this group very often. Um, those are the sorts of things that happen, you know, things like um, cancer or heart disease or um, a liver condition or something like that that you may develop from a lifetime of substance use is not going to be present um, when you're when you're an adolescent. So we, we recognize that, you know, they haven't really lived long enough for a lot of the health harms to accrue. And the social harms are going to be different for young people, too, because they're just starting out on their journeys. And we know, for example, that involvement with the criminal justice system is something that really restricts a person's future and opportunities, their chances of employment, their chances of overseas travel or, or living and working in other countries and those sorts of things and really limits um, their opportunities. And so in some sense, the social harm for young people poses, poses a much greater threat because it, it can actually affect their futures quite significantly. Ngamihi, thank you very much. Really interesting kōrero there from Professor Joe Bowden. This is a panel of experts ranking alcohol as the most harmful substance in New Zealand. That's coming in ahead of several illegal drugs. Uh, Professor Joe Bowden there from Otago University.